Mario Tyson, it's surprising news that you're stepping down from your role as head of BMW Motorsport. What's next for you then? I will simply return to my day job. What's that? I play Ned Flanders in The Simpsons. No, really? I diddly do. This is Gareth Jones on Speed. I'm Gareth, he's Zog. Hello. And he's Richard. Hello. As we now convene here in the late days of November in a house in North London with something like 15 weeks before the next F1 race. What are we going to do? Richard? Well, right now, we're going to record this show. <laughs> That's I, one thing. I do. wasn't expecting that question. What are we going to do on Sundays or every other Sunday? Yeah. Well, I was thinking about this in a sort of serious way, and I sort of thought, well, if you assume you devote, what, realistically two and a half hours to watching a race? Or yeah. Yeah, it's about, yeah. yeah. Bit of I don't know. The race itself. For some reason, I've been thinking of going running. Oh, okay. Ooh. I don't know why. I just sort of, wow. sort of, you know, I was starting to get to of an age where I started to think I probably should do some exercise because I don't. Ever. Would you theme mm. your running in a Formula One way at all? You know, well, I could make a noise while I ran. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd and get it. a nice Doppler effect for yeah. people I ran past. <laughs> <laughs> but it would actually that would require me to go. But that would be all right because it I, would keep people away from you when you're running in central London, would, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it could Looney. be interfering with your breathing a little bit. I think, I you know, think which I believe is an important part of the. Uh, oh, do you know what? Thing, but... If I'm going to make that noise, it would probably be easier if I just drove, wouldn't it? Because then I could make the noise. That I Good plan. I wouldn't be out of breath. Yeah. Do you ever would do you that? wear a helmet, a race helmet? No. Like, oh, I think, oh, do you know that would make it harder, wouldn't it, to mm. run? It would make it a lot harder to mm-hmm. run, actually. And bear in mind that I'm fairly unfit. I'd and they wouldn't hear your noise as you made it running. No. So the noise clearly. would have to be pre-recorded in that case. And that I wouldn't then be able to sync the noise to any corners I came yeah, to. Yeah, that's <laughs> tricky. Yeah, if I stopped for a minute to get my breath back, which I'd have to, because I'd be very out of breath from making the noise, I could do that. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. On the limiter. And you sound like a little dog. Attacked by spaniels. But didn't they open up the Abu Dhabi track for local runners and cyclists? Was it Abu Dhabi? And were they required to make that noise themselves as they ran races? I hope so. I gather there's also a sort of running club amongst um, some journalists and engineers from the Formula One sort of travelling circus. Every track they go for a run round it. Yes, but I don't think they go. <laughs> when they're out of earshot of everybody else. Does anyone else do. pretend that they're driving if they're pushing a trolley around the supermarket, or is that just me? Um, no, I do that. Never. Yeah. I, I, I do that. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. then you get a nice bit of oversteer yeah. going around the, the yeah. ends of the aisles. I, I do that walking well, I down do. the road. I'm going to the shops, and oh, and Jones clips the corner there. He's, oh, he's deep into this one. We see the other guy coming. Yeah, well, I, what I can never my head. quite resist the temptation to do, though, is when I've got a nice clear aisle, just push it, get up a little bit of speed, and then just jump on the back of the truck. Oh, yeah, 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 we'll do that. I also, since we're talking about these faintly embarrassing things, I sometimes, if I'm walking through the tube network in London, you know, if I'm walking sort of between lines... Bank and Monument, for yeah, example. So like, top, top, I have to do Tottenham Road quite a lot. Between Bank the and Monument is the spa of the London It is very, mm-hmm. very old, yeah. steeped in history, mm-hmm. uh, you know, technically flawed in some Often ways. Often damp. But, but, but they're yes, never going to... Very evocative, but some nice uphill bits. Yeah, I do Tottenham Road, Northern Line, Central Line, and vice versa. But if it's very busy, but you can still... You walk faster than most people, and you're cutting through the crowd, I sometimes imagine that... 
Martin Brundle is commenting on what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was making it up. I really don't. And, just, <laughs> and Porter's mighty today through Tottenham Court Road. No, yeah, he's taken oh. it well because I sometimes think, oh, he's taken a wide line there. Okay, he's got a lot to make up. There's a guy. The, he's never going to get past the guy with the briefcase. This, he's a bold move. That is a bold move. But he's made it stick. Think yourself lucky that it's not Ledyard doing it. Here comes Porter. Let's see what he can do. That's all you get, really, I, isn't I, I it? I think I'm the only person who doesn't particularly mind Ledyard. I, I don't I, mind him at all. Yeah, I know there's a lot of people, him. it seems, from from reading stuff on Twitter and so on, that, that there's a lot of people who don't like him, but I think he's all right. I would prefer yeah, no, David right. Croft off Radio 5, who... Yeah. Um, it brings us alive! Yeah, he does. Um, yeah. And, and I met him at the British Grand Prix, and he's a really top bloke as well. So, all things being equal, imagine him and Brundle together would be... That'd be tremendous. would be terrific, but Ledyard's all right. Crofty takes part in the Johnny Herbert Karting Challenge, or has done for the last couple of years and will this year. I hope to see him, and I will tell him that. Get in there, boy. You know, get yourself that job on the BBC. I'll tell him that. You'll do it in Wait. that voice? Yeah, it could be. It's the only way to get done. Get it there. They made that legend. It's all right. What do you in there do? He'll understand. He works for the BBC. I was BBC. proceeding down the ice street in a <laughs> fashion uh, when I saw the suspect uh, emerging <laughs> from the shop. Yeah, Did I tell you, by the way, you know, I, I think I said in the previous show that uh, I knew that Mark Blundell was aware of the DI Blundell police parody. Yes, sniff petrol. Yes. petrol. Yep. But better than that, when I promoted the last one that I'd written about the uh, race in Abu Dhabi, the first person to retweet it across Twitter was Mark Blundell there it himself. is yeah. Good, good. What, what a nice man a very magnanimous it... as Rob Smedley would say Richard, you don't know what that means I'm, yeah. sure... <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping you've got another suggestion of stuff to do over the winter when there's no F1 well no because actually all the ones I thought of were actually quite sensible which is genuinely I thought oh well, you know so you've got two and a half hours a week which yeah. you know if you're, time is time is a valuable thing and so I was also thinking there's a lot of things we all say we're going to do that we don't do I'm probably too lazy and inept to learn the piano but I keep thinking like, I've got an idea for a book but like not one of those sort of silly throwaway top gear books that I do but like a proper book maybe I should do that every other Sunday afternoon around one o'clock sit down and force myself to work on it for two hours now, plus maybe a bit of red button stuff I won't push you too far on this but are we talking novel or are we talking factual are we, are we talking are we going to be doing like a, a chapter a week or just it's a sort of novel but it's like a sort of faux history of something I don't know I quite like to tell you about okay, it but well, I also don't uh, want to say it because it'll yeah, just be one of those things where you get annoyed it, where yeah. so yeah it'll jinx yeah, no, it or someone okay, will nick okay. it I'm, just, I'm intrigued I'm yeah I have mentioned it to someone who works in publishing who said it was quote unquote quite a good idea the quite is always a bit Right. Was he an American or a Brit? Because Americans and Brits use quite in a different way. How yeah. was the play? Oh, it was quite good. A Brit. Ask an American. How was the play? Oh, it was quite good. Yeah, in, yeah. In, in Britain, <laughs> it, it undervalues something. In the States, it overvalues something. Yeah, oh, it was absolutely. quite good. Z, yeah. okay. what would you suggest in the uh, F1 down? F1 down. Uh, well, first of all, I've been thinking for a while, I'd really like to learn to make flint tools. One of the oldest skills. <laughs> no, seriously, wouldn't you? I wasn't well, expecting that. Was no, right, but, but, but it's one of the oldest well, technologies in the world. Yeah. A lot of the flint knives that prehistoric humans used, they're still razor sharp when you dig them out of the ground today. Don't doubt it. Um, and, and most of them fact, are still in use by the HRT team, I believe. It's the only <laughs> way they can afford their tooling for their car. But, you know, how cool would it be able to be to be able to make stone tools... You yeah. know, like uh, the old uh, Neolithic core bears. Seriously, I would like to learn to make flint tools. I've got to be I honest, might well do that. I did not see Failing. your answer coming, but I have knives at home, so I'm sort of happy with <laughs> But I know where you're coming from, because it's one of those things, it's like dry stone walling. There's a part of me that thinks, I'd love okay. to be able to do that. And obviously I'd have really no use for it. But in but, central but London. But you think it's a very yeah. satisfying skill. Oh, Surely, yeah. imagine well, that. Well, funny you yeah, should think... say that, because my suggestion 
of something to do over the winter has the same sort of satisfaction to it, exactly as you've just described. Right? Have kids. Have right. kids, right? Because now that the F1 season over, I can spend some time with my kid. Oh, haven't you grown in the last six months? <laughs> Sorry, 20 races. What do we call it now? Which, which one are you again? Oh, yeah, I am. Right. Yes. Oh, you're the one that likes Vettel. That's yes. right. Yeah, that's how I distinguish my boys these days. But the advantage of having kids is that they bring all this wonderful stuff into your house. On a number of occasions recently when I've been a bit bored because I've been in between races, I've tweet-picked. Is that a verb? Tweet picked. Tweet picked. Uh, I'm going to put one foot here. No, no way that's a verb. Don't okay. be ridiculous. You can, you're making it up if, if it okay. is. Don't anger him. He's got a flint knife in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've tweet I've picked. just been correcting people's apostrophes all day. I've, 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 I've oh. been emailing people to say that they've got misplaced apostrophes on their website. Good lad. It's, have you I've, lost I've, all I've faith been in humanity? Real, I've just been in a bad mood and I've been willfully pedantic all over the place. So I, I'd, I'd had the, I'd, the internet made me lose made faith me in humanity about. this week as well. It's just, oh, man alive. I'm sorry, but one of the worst things that's ever been invented is the comments section on a website. Oh, yeah, I mean, I don't mind message yeah. boards and forums and things like that because I think they're sort of self-contained and you choose to go there. But I don't want to read a news story on The Guardian or The Telegraph or something on one of the car websites, the topkid.com or something, and then just have a sort of drizzle of slurry underneath it where people say <laughs> yeah. that it's all rubbish. It's like, well, you know, I think I'll make my own mind of it. I liked it when the internet was set to send, not receive, you know, yeah. where you just have to read stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you don't, you don't I'm, pick I'm up a newspaper that someone's absolutely. left on the train and find that five other people have commented on a story underneath it in biro. So why should exactly, the internet yeah. be any different? Yeah, Go right. to a bloody forum and do it. Don't ruin stuff by just writing underneath it. And there's a culture now of people just going, woohoo, first post. It's like, exactly. that is not yeah. some sort of furthering yeah. the sum total of mankind's knowledge. Yeah. Can you imagine, can you imagine oh, if this programme had that, though, where we could be having this conversation and the comments that are now passing through people's heads as they're listening could be sort of tagged onto this programme? It would be awful. Yeah, but, worse it's, all, than this. but it's all web, <laughs> but it's all web, it's all web 2.0 and it's oh. user involvement and it's getting people involved and it's all bollocks. It's Aren't we too like web 2.5 gear or something by now? Or <laughs> 2.8 LX? I don't know, but this has got to change. I'll have the alpha can I make my suggestion? G6, I think that'll can I come? Can I have my... Train of thought back and finish my Sorry, suggestion. Yeah. Have some kids, get some Geo Mag, or get some Lego Technics, right? If you like technology, Lego and Technics. if you like F1, you probably like technology, get into that. That will eat up that bloody Geo-Mag months stuff of your is life. amazing. You should take a, you can take a picture of that and put I will. it on their website. Um, I will do uh, it. Um, yeah. that, is, good. that is very impressive. I will, I will do it almost, almost now. In fact, I will do it now. Using so that's going to result in us watching you using your phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good radio, is it? Me taking pictures of <laughs> I tell you, the other thing I might do though in this uh, in this F one downtime is is get around sort of to fixing all of the little niggly things on the car that maybe I uh, yes. could do with fixing. Shark, the Dev, season uh, starts in March, not next December. Uh, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I've okay. got a few things in my flat I need to sort out as well. But yeah, these things accumulate, as you will have noticed from the last time we left this house after the last recording. Every time I get out of my car at the moment, I have to pull the cooling fan relay oh, yeah. out of its place in the fuse box in order that the fans don't keep running and then run the battery down. So why are now, the fans very... still running then, or do you not know? I'm pretty sure that it's the temperature switch that's actually in the radiator, temperature sensor, that's just sticking. And it needs, so it needs a new switch, 20 quid, but it's, it's one of those bits that's just really, really hard to get at, and so it's, it'll take Car's ages. not going to get stolen at the moment, though, is it? It's got the best oh, mobiliser in the world. Oh, absolutely, it? yeah. Final suggestion, right? Mm-hmm. Real quick, if you really are bored, here's something I've been following for a number of years, and I was at one last year, and it was bloody great, actually. Race of Champions. This year, oh. at the Race of Champions, Vettel, Schumacher, 
Prost. The right Prost, right? Yes. Not his son, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the right Schumacher as well. For the that. right, so, yeah. <laughs> still the right Schumacher even after last season. Uh, there must be seven Lerbs by now. They've won so many championships between them, but, the Lerb uh, brothers. Well, but, yeah, but it's only not Lisa Loeb, the not yeah. so well known uh, American oh, yeah. singer songwriter. Yeah, that's right. That, was it Lisa Loeb and Nine Stories? <laughs> that's that's we're, the one. That's, that's it, however, in my opinion, the wrong doing, they've got Mick doing. They should have James doing Scotty from Star oh, Trek, yeah. although he's dead. But hey, that would still be no, good. good. I'm sorry, I'm just reading down this list now. But yeah. I, oh, Tanner Faust. Tanner I know Faust. him. Yeah, have you, have you met him from, from Top Gear America? Top Gear America. Ah, oh, right, Tanner. Oh, right. Doctor Faust, fella who sold into that. Yes, we we had a, a, a standing thing on the on the set of Top Gear America. Of just we we imagined that he was some kind of Victorian villain. So <laughs> he could always leave us standing in the rain, and we could go Faust. Darkening sky. Yeah, he's a good guy, and he's a great driver. Then as is Heike Kovalainen, Kovalainen yeah. and Tom Christensen, oh, yeah. the king of Who's Denmark. Yeah. Uh, Andy Brio, have you, I uh, think it's Brio, pronounced Brio, 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 I don't know Brio, who he is, Brio, because so. nobody does. Jason Plato, <laughs> not yeah, about champion. Yeah, My mate, Alvaro Parent, who is there, um, X of GP2 and A1 GP Team Portugal, and he's top lad. Philippe Albuquerque, he's the other A1 GP Portugal driver, hot young boy, he is. Jeroen Bleekemolen, again from A1 GP. Bertrand Baguette, the French equivalent to someone we called Barry Sandwich. Oh, or David yeah. Bread. Yeah. David Bread. <laughs> David Bread. Bertie Long Thin Loaf. Peter Bagg. Anyway. Carl Edwards, and Travis Pastrami. Travis Pastr- yeah. So we got Baguette Pastrami. and Pastrami. Yeah, yeah I'll have one of each. Delicious yeah, race of champions. Sandwiches. <laughs> Welcome to Dusseldorf and the Stadium Zumbratwurst for what promises to be a mouth-watering race of champions. Some very tasty driving talent taking part today, uh, including Gerhard Berger, Nicky Chowder, Jensen Mutton, Jason Potato, Butter Solberg, Salt Baumgartner, Jackie Stewart and of course John Surchies. I'm sorry, I've just been told someone has stolen my script and replaced it with a menu. Faust! Looking forward to next season's F1. One of the seriously massive questions in my head is who's going to be Lotus next year? Now, Richard, I know you've been having lots of top comedy about this on Sniff Petrol. Quite right, too. Zog, I'm certain you've got a view on it. Uh, A confused view. Uh, This is the trouble, yeah. I was trying to explain to someone the other day, in detail, what the story is, what's happened. You know, Lightspeed considered joining F1 and branding themselves Lotus because it was a good idea suggested by someone in authority apparently. That deal collapses. However, Tony Fernandez comes along, puts it together and says, that's a good idea. We'll do that. Gets Mike Gascoigne in, puts a team together who are based roughly in the same geographical part of the world as historical Lotus. Lotus themselves have blessed the use of this. Yeah, you go on, be Lotus. Then in the meantime, along comes Danny Baha. Ma-ha-ha-ha-ha. The new head of Lotus. As and opposed to Danny Baha, the 80s TV presenter. Was there a Danny Baha? Oh, Danny, Danny Bear. Yeah, Danny Bear. Yes, I, did I tell you I spent eight hours in a taxi with her one day? That anyway, been a stretch for someone's conversation. Uh, give it up for know. Gareth Jones. 
<laughs> so, um, so Danny Baha comes along and he's given the task of rebirthing Lotus, turning it from being a company run on very basic handouts of very small amounts of money, you know, scratchings and one new car every 10 years, and you know, turning it into the new mega British Ferrari and Aston Martin and everything else. Yeah. And decides that Lotus is synonymous with racing, have uh, got to be back in racing, announces an LMP2 car, announces a GT3 car, announces a GT2 car, uh, announces a race series for just about every one of the seven new road cars they're going to produce over the next 24 hours. And we've got to be in Formula One as well, so we're going to sponsor the Renault team, and you're not allowed to be Lotus anymore. And. You know, it was fine until this great new plan, which incorporates the road cars and the race cars. In three words, Richard, what's going to happen with the Lotus plan? Three words? Yeah. I could give you my reaction to the Lotus plan. <laughs> <laughs> three All right, words, about 300 is, words. Which is basically what the f***. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's three words. Yeah. Um, but what's, what's going to happen? Well, the first question that I think a lot of us had when these cars were announced at the Paris show and we're going to talk about the LA show in a bit but they did it all again with some more baffling and unconnected celebrities announcing the cars chiefly every Baldwin brother except Mike Baldwin from Coronation Street uh-huh. and I just don't understand <laughs> that particularly and what they're trying to say about the brand but when they announced them at Paris with Naomi Campbell and Brian May and Mickey Rourke and I don't it's know. It's a natural else. combination yeah, of exactly, people. Exactly, isn't it? What, what? Imagine being trapped in a taxi for eight hours with them. I mean, that's quite interesting. <laughs> what is it that know? unites those three people? They're not bad boys, because Brian May's about as far from a bad boy as you can be in rock and roll. Oh, I don't know. I heard once he, he kicked one of his clogs off and oh, no. across the room. But then he went rocker. over and picked it up again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that was weird. But it was the question was, where are they getting the money to do this? Mm. Now, Danny Bear off the telly in the 80s who has now become a businessman who doesn't know anything about cars he's saying that the financing is in place now you know there is money floating around Aston Martin got bought out by uh, essentially a syndicate of Q80 businessmen didn't they so I think this is Middle Eastern money that's going in there and Malaysian money as well of course there is some money in Malaysia although it's not in a great shape no it's not and you know once I think they're they're under a lot of pressure also to break a lot of of protectionist policies that preserve Mm. artificially Malaysian companies not least Proton the people Mm. who own Lotus so anyway but let's just the money's in place now the biggest problem we have is that money aside if you were ford and you announced five or six brand new cars very sophisticated complicated yeah. high-end cars now what's interesting well, and as well, more to the point cars which are kind of going head to head with several well-established very good very capable competitors yes you know that's an ambitious plan that's it is mm. announcing things like this with a big fanfare when it's a plan it's like a sort of five-year plan it just thinks, well, there's so many things that could go wrong along mm. the way. It's as stupid as some lanky git off a podcast announcing that he's going to take up running. It's probably not <laughs> going to happen. So, you know, it, it just seems to me that that is tempting fate for a start. Never mind the fact that... Now, it's interesting the way they've gone about this. Yes, hire some celebrities. Well, basically, if you've got a big enough checkbook, you can do that. Let's oh, not right. be under any illusion. Naomi Campbell is a professional model. Yeah. She appears and smiles at cameras for money. That's 20 grand, she, does she will living. turn up yeah. to the turning up. Oh, to but she, she, had, she has That's links totally. with Lotus anyway. There well, she there walks a through na- an Elise at somebody who... <laughs> yeah. that, yeah. I think yeah. there was a Naomi Campbell limited edition Elise. I kid you not. 
Oh, was there? Yeah, it was auctioned for some charity thing. She designed the colours on it, written name oh, really? it was, or something. Okay. Uh, something. Well, I mean, there's so many special edition releases that it's hard to yeah, keep yeah. track, isn't it? There's it's probably been a Delia Smith special edition. <laughs> you know, they did a special edition in honour of the Miami Dolphins or the Gas Argon or something like that. They're always doing special editions. The Royal Wedding oh, Edition. Is, yes, yeah. <laughs> well, there will be next year, won't there? But surely that's exactly the thing that Lotus do best, is doing small runs of niche things or relatively small numbers of niche products rather than doing mass market products mm, rather yeah. than doing luxury well, things that are going head to head with this is or, with, or high end sports cars that are going head to head with Aston yeah. Ferrari maybe I'm being small minded in thinking this but it does seem to me that Lotus are far better off sticking with their specialist niche which they seem to do very well rather than trying to attack areas of the car market that they're likely to be a lot less good at relative to the yeah. people they're going against. Well, Danny Bear off the telly in the 80s aside. argues that they actually aren't successful at that. They're preeminent in the cars that they make, but as a business, they're not making money off that. Right. So, And if you actually look at it, Elise's these days, they're surprisingly expensive. You know, you, 28 grand? Yeah, yeah. And, that's, you know, and they are starting to put electric windows and stuff on them, which, are, again, purists go, well, that's against the spirit of it. But actually, for a car that has... Naff all on it, really. It's quite pricey. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. they're still not making money, supposedly. So mm. they've got to go somewhere. I think the truth or the solution should lie somewhere in between. But I think that it should be, you know, they should maybe look at, at doing more niche things. And they've shown how clever they are spinning sort of the Elise platform around. They should be looking at the KTM Crossbow. And I don't know how that car's selling, actually. But certainly a headline grabber. And it doesn't drive that brilliantly, by all accounts. Lotus would make one that actually was the track day car par excellence. Well, they do the 111, don't they? That's very much... They did do that. And before they did the 340R, where you need to take the body off to change the battery. (laughs) That's really dumb in a car where people aren't going to use it all year. And then you come back to your garage to go, oh, I'll take the 340R out. It's the first day of summer. Oh, it won't start. Better get Lotus over to take the whole body off so I can (laughs) jump stuff. Crazy. But I just think the other thing that is interesting is that, as Zog is saying, they're going into to a rarefied world where oh, they're yeah. going to compete against some really big names. Now, they're sort of claiming, oh, we won't be competing necessarily head-on, but basically they will be. You can't deny it. People don't buy cars by what the marketing department of a car company tells them to do. Mm. They go, all right, I have this amount of money. I'm going to look around at some cars I fancy. And I think that it's naive to think that somebody won't go, well, I would have a Lotus Exima or whatever it's going to be called, but frankly, I'm going to use it every day in London or Paris, or New York, or whatever, so I need a reliable car that won't... So, yeah, I'll be, I'll be a bit more conservative, yeah. and I'll get that. I'll get a 911. Yeah, it takes exactly. a long time to establish a brand in that sort of area. But I think what Baja believes is that with a sort of a carpet-bombing approach, you can rewrite history, you can mask anything that's been before with the glory and the glitz and the glamour of Ferrari, because that's where he plied his trade. Yeah. And... I'm not convinced. I'm genuinely not convinced. I think if Lotus made one... I mean, they do make great cars, but if they made one unbelievably well-engineered car and built out from that, that's the approach to take, surely. You know, yeah. incremental steps, as Ross brought. The most well, amazing the evidence thing? that sort of that carpet-bombing approach is releasing a whole raft of new kinds of vehicles at the same time is going to make up for not having any history outside your specialist sports I just, I don't, I don't get s- it. I just don't no get it. And also, because the thing is, yeah, you can pay the supermodels to appear on your stand. Yeah, you can make these big announcements. You can get clay models made into fibreglass models so they look good on those stands. 
stands. These things, if you've got a few quid, are all possible. I get sent their press releases on email, and you know they're really shoehorning themselves into the sort of glamorous lifestyle world. Lotus makes a splash at New York Fashion Show, blah de blah de blah. That's all well and good, but the fundamental fact is that the cars are still made in some industrial units in Norfolk. I don't think the fundamental qualities are there to make a 90 grand sports car you know porsche ferrari have been doing this for a long time let's not forget that you know ferraris were pretty shoddy up until relatively recently yeah, take a while to get the quality in takes the, a long yeah, time yeah. no matter how deep the proton pocket is meant to be i can't see it sustaining this i i, I think it is the boom the death knell sounding for poor old lotus but in terms of the road cars I, i'm genuinely worried because you know i love lotus i'm genuinely worried in terms of the race cars it's kind of entertaining and fascinating the f1 cars because next year it looks likely that the renault team is going to be sponsored by Lotus, so it'll be Lotus or Renault. Lotus is going to buy part of Renault, they're not just Intergini, who yeah, own yeah, part yeah. of Renault. However, what was the Lotus team, Lotus Racing, will have to sell you on as a new name. And I've got a clue in my mind of how they're thinking, how are they going to get out of this? You know, they've announced already they're going to race in black and gold next yeah. year. They've said that. Yeah, the old when, JPS colours, yeah. Oh, I remember having a little model of that JPS well, we Lotus. Fantastic. That's... What you call the team? JPS. Exactly. Because they. Hey, why not? But they yeah. don't sell JPS fags anymore, so they'll be all right that's, doing that. That's just the name it, of the it, team. Actually, that's true. Yeah, because well, you're not allowed well, to sell well, cigarettes, yeah, are but, you? So, so you can't do them for advertising yeah. fags yeah. because you're not advertising. They don't make. Sale, for, just, well, they could have, do them for advertising fags in the seventies. <laughs> you're going to give oh, people in the seventies smoking-related diseases. And when the lawyers get a hold of it, you know there'll be a massive court case, and they'll issue compensation at seventies rates. It's four thousand pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Eighteenth and nineteenth occupied by HRT, still apparently cutting their carbon fibre with a flint axe, and that's actually not carbon fibre at all. It's roofing felt, so budget clearly a problem there. And making up the final two places on the grid, it's the two cars from the team formerly known as Lotus, now known, of course, as Team JBS, Whoopi's Red Barrel, Slang Angel, Delight Doctor, the Red Angela Rip and Cheese, Got Flat Trousers, Three Day Working Week, The Great Smell of Breeze, Morgan White Christmas, Special Space Opera F1. Catchy. A mate of mine called Tom is doing the London to Brighton bike ride next year on a unicycle. What? Yeah. That's an optimistic fellow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He likes a bit of unicycle. Well, he does a bit. He does like 12 miles every day around. He's warming up for it already. And I'm going to do it. He doesn't work at the BBC, does he? No. No. There's a man at the BBC where I sometimes work who appears to commute on a unicycle. I'll be honest, it makes him look like a bit of a tosser. <laughs> well, Mind you, I'd just like to see him every day sort of, you know, unicycling into the lift alongside a couple of people yes. who are trying to ignore him as he just sort of rocks <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> does a bit of juggling. Yes. In his stripy trousers. Anyway, my, my mate Tom, who doesn't have stripy trousers. Sorry, I'm not saying that you're... No, he isn't, no, is but... Because I'm sure it, he's, you know, and it, it, it's, a, it's an he's extraordinary used, thing to do. And he's used to the abuse. He gets it wherever he goes. <laughs> right. So with that thought in mind, when I opened up Autocar the other week and there was a big Kia advert for the Sportage. Mm. It's a great French brand uh, from Kia. 
Oh, I've driven that new Sportage. It's a good car. Yeah, it's a good car. Very good car. Yeah. yeah. Looks, looks, like, looks right. quite nice as well, yeah. But the advert says that Kia drivers like to be a bit different, right? And on the roof of this Kia were oh, a, yeah. a pair of unicycles. Yeah. So I thought, see, there's a reason for this. I thought, right, I'll get in touch with Kia, see if they'll do some sponsorship, because uh, they'll I like the idea of my mate Tom going to Brighton. That might raise some money for the charity that he's written. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, before I call Kia, let me think. I know. I'll call Dan Strong from Auto Express. He'll know the right person at Kia. So I phoned Dan at about 10 o'clock in the morning, right? And the phone rang, and it went... Doot. Abroad. And I thought, oh, heck, blimey, I'm calling him abroad. Uh, no, I better not. Stop. I thought, where, where the hell is he? He was in L.A. LA uh, he was show. covering the L.A. show. Yeah. And so I probably woke him up at four o'clock in the morning. And I'll probably never work for Auto Express again. I wondered where well, you were going with this unicycle you go- story. <laughs> got me to L.A. It got you to L.A. And so I suddenly realised I actually missed most of the coverage of L.A. So I thought, Richard, because you're probably more up on it than me, you'd give us the headlines yeah. in the next six minutes on the subject. Very easy. We'll do L.A. That. show reports. Okay. No, I didn't go to the LA show, but you I, were over there plenty. To, but how long did you spend out there? Three weeks, but I had to come home before the LA show. Sadly, so just I got this from just reading the internet, which I'm sure you've probably done as well. <laughs> but look, tell, <laughs> tell, tell us, pretend it. you were there, yeah. make it like you were there. Well, because just, a, just yeah, broadly the headlines. The thing I think for me, just looking at the pictures, the sort of standout thing from the show is a completely bonkers Mercedes concept car with sort of mad entire tra- gullwing sides on it. It's a transformer, isn't it? It is a transformer, and it's very weird when the bodywork is down, which you can't see in the picture. I'm sure. Yeah. You hear it sort of envelops the wheels, so it looks like something from iRobot or something. Although, like with that. the bottom of it looks a little bit like something out of Starship Troopers and not one of the good things. In yeah, it's like one of actually, with the bodywork up, Troopers. it looks like Norbert Haug's mustache, actually, doesn't it? <laughs> it's one of those things if you found this on the back of a bathroom door in a foreign hotel, you'd probably <laughs> ask to change rooms. It's, it looks like it could bite you. Yeah. I don't know. Exactly. Do you know what else? It's called the biome. Can I? Sorry. That's That's how it needs a drone, it. A drone yeah. on it. That's the thing. <laughs> but, no, no, but biome is interesting because a biome is a kind of ecosystem. It's like a generic type of environment. Is that not the case? No, I but Howe's mustache is, a, is of, an environment in its own. Its own yeah, yeah. It I was thinking of biodome for some reason. But, uh, ah, yes, I don't know. Anyway, mm, that's a, um, come yeah. on, give us something more, more, more uh, so anyway, It's meant to be. It's, uh, it's just meant to be a sort of mad kind of sporty but luxurious car. And they've said it's complete fantasy, and they won't make anything like that. So, so what are they trying out there? Time. What are the concepts there that they're possibly going to? Because cause generally, as, know, as we know, concept cars are rarely intended to be built as is, but they are very often showcasing concepts. That the manufacturers are serious about, or they're serious about exploring. So I'm wondering what in the biome is the stuff that Mercedes are actually trying to showcase. Can I point something out, though? Mercedes don't do mad and crazy. Even when they do a mad and crazy car like the Black Series, right? Yes. It's a very serious car. Mm. You just have to take it seriously, don't you? They, they don't do mad and crazy. Well, what's the last Mercedes concept car you can remember seeing in a show? Because oh, actually, now I'm putting Vigilet. out there. I, they do them quite a lot, though, between the sort of thinly veiled ones that are going to make production and then the ones that are sort of slightly more forward-looking, like that as an F800 and stuff like that. Yeah, they, yeah, but okay. I don't know. Anyway, this one, sorry, just very quickly, on, the biome yeah. comes from the fact that the body is made from organic matter. No! Yeah, it's made from a biofibre, that is why. Oh, OK. So, not, so, no, not human organic matter. No, Rather no. like the Lotus <laughs> oh, Elise that we saw at the motor show a couple of years ago that was hemp fibre yep. with yes. a, you know, sort impregnated kind of with in, in yeah, resin. They, which they is, were you know, saying they but, can grow the body from scratch, essentially. 
Cool. Uh, I mean, not not in the way that they grew that human ear on the back of a mouse. Kind of thing. <laughs> like, amazing. Uh, which water it is if you also want it to be a bit cool. bigger. You want the steak to keep watering it, put it in the sun for a bit. It's not that. Um, I'm so, glad. One for you is the Porsche Cayman R, which I know you have seen. Yeah, and as we were just discussing, a bit of a. What's um, wrong with it? Because it, it, it's something wrong be with it. An R. It should be called a club right. sport because the traditional Porsche thing is that when you take your basic model. Strip some of the weight out, make yep. it a bit more track-oriented, a bit more sporty, add a bit more performance. It's the club sport model. And the R is a more kind of rarefied designation. Yeah, yeah. So it's a bit odd that they've kind of gone straight for the R. What, what's know, that about? I don't know. Well, I just think they're cutting fast and loose with their own history. And let's be honest, if you've yeah. got that kind of history, you want to preserve it and not let the marketing department just ride roughshod over it. So well, yeah, it's, it's, it's only uh, 55 it, kilos lighter, so it's not mega, mega light. Could this maybe be, of course, Porsche have now been taken over by VW, and so maybe VW are a bit more involved in marketing. You would hope that they'd be pretty hands-off in terms of yeah. how the company manages itself because you know Porsche do a good job but maybe that's a bit of VW influence there'll be a Cayenne R next or a Cayenne Club oh, Sport right, well that's the <laughs> thing then you've really got to worry haven't you very quickly because we're cantering through these one of the ones that I was interested in was the Fiat 500 the US spec version which they announced pictures Love of the 500. a few weeks ago yeah we do like the 500 yeah, don't we, we do. it's a cute little car little very cool cracking. and it's it's actually I, I had one on holiday last summer in Italy and it's it had really good fun as well just mm. the 1.2 which I think is nicer to drive than the 1.4. And I'm really excited about this twin air. I knew you were going to say that. Oh, yeah. It's the real thing. I think that's we have, a uh, we have one. We're being lent one in the Top Gear office. Um, oh. It's quite soon, so I'm going to try and bag a go in it because I'm actually more interested in that than almost any new car that's coming up. Because, you know, if it's, there's a new Pagani a- Zonda coming out or something like that, first of all, I'm never going to get to have a go in it and yeah. none of us are. Yeah. Never mind be able to afford to yeah. have it. And, you know, it'll be really good and really fast. Now, making a really good small car is a much harder thing. Yeah, exactly. It is much easier to make a no-expense-spared supercar than to make a little city car work well. They're building it in where? Well, here's the thing. I only found this out when they were talking about it at the LA show coverage. The American Fiat 500 is being built in Mexico. It's not. You know, the ones Mm. we get are built in Poland alongside the Panda and the Ford Ka in in Fiat's factory there. But, um, yeah, this is being built in an old Chrysler factory in Mexico. And I noticed it's absolutely identical to the one we get, except I think they've slightly redone the front bumper. They've put in those side markers that you have to have on American cars. And the interior looks exactly the same, except for one tiny and inexplicable detail change. Cup holders big enough for a big Oh, right, gulp. no, beg your pardon, two. <laughs> <laughs> it has an entirely explicable detail change, which is different cup holders. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it cool. also, I know this is really nerdy, but because I've driven the 500s a bit, I am familiar with the way that the interior looks. We like nerdy, yeah. Right, now the electric window switches on the one that we have here are just these sort of big flat, switches you know old-fashioned ones you just push the top bit for up bottom down yeah they've switched those for the sort of what you call the ring pull style that a lot of cars have now yeah i know what you mean why 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 Why? you know in the way that when they we're going to talk about infinity on the latest show aren't we but you know infinity modified their cars for europe one of the things they did was they changed the heated seat control for europe because if I'm getting this right, the Americans for whom that car was mostly designed, those that range of cars, it's been wanted, out for 20 little, years wanted, wanted like um, a flick switch. And in Europe, we prefer a dial. Uh, and that was the attention to detail in their research. They changed it. I bet. But you get all kinds of odd little sort of cultural preferences mm, or, yeah. or cultural expectations that are quite ingrained. I mean, actually, this is one that you might be interested in, Gareth. Apparently, someone had been doing some research on how astronauts in the International Space Station sort of rated 
other nations' astronauts' performance. And you've got some very interesting things going out whereby the Japanese astronauts thought that the American astronauts were very irresponsible and gung-ho and paid no attention to what ground control said, oh. whereas the American astronauts thought that the Japanese astronauts took no initiative and didn't take enough responsibility for making decisions on board the space station. And this is nothing to do with anybody doing anything right or anything wrong. Just it's entirely to different... do with what their sort of norms of behaviour were. Yeah. And, and also another example, when they landed back on Earth, the Russian astronauts thought the Americans were very showy and very brash in insisting on walking from the landing site yeah. to the vehicle that was going to take them on. Russians the always Russians sit all, there. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah, they're always yeah. carried by stretcher because yeah. you know, that, that's the way the Russians do it. You've right. been in zero-G for weeks. Yeah. Your body is not used to Earth gravity. You just take it easy. The Americans have a completely different mindset about it. Maybe that's the reasoning for this switch difference, you know, that Americans are going to need something that's a bit more positive. I'm going to pull on a leave. It's like a trigger on a gun, isn't it? That's American culture as it opposed just, to the up-down. Me that someone would go into a showroom and go, Yep, I like the car, I like it, I like it, I love it, I love the way it looks, I love the way it drives, it's great. I'm gonna buy, oh, wait, what? Is that the window switch? Oh, yeah, forget it. Forget yeah, it. No, yeah. if the deal's off. Listen, one more thing from the LA on, show. We're going to wrap this up. It's the most strange thing I've ever seen, and I am assuming it's a horrible and cruel joke. Uh, the yeah. Nissan Murano, you know, that 4x4 yeah. you oh, get here? Yeah. Murano! I haven't driven it's the new one, but I drove the old shape one, and actually I thought it was quite a pleasant yeah. car to drive. Yeah. It was very, very comfortable. It was quieter than an empty library. It was one of the quietest cars I drove of that time. It's bizarre how quiet it was and how sort of just, it was just a pleasant enough car to drive with that awful chrome grill on it, right? There's a new Murano. Uh, but they've made a convertible version oh, of a 4x4. What? How can you, it's, it's driven under a low bridge. I mean, that's what <laughs> As a kid, I used to try and invent impossible cars. You know those other cars that we all draw? Was it just me? Sorry. I would always try and draw convertible estate cars and make it a joke. Look, I've done a convertible estate car. But that's what that is. It's, it, there's the Nissan joke, and now there's the Nissan Murano, which is also <laughs> a joke, isn't it? You've been listening to Gareth Jones on Speed. He's Richard. Goodbye. He's Zog. Goodbye. I'm Gareth. See ya. To send us an email, see pictures, get song lyrics, join our Facebook fan site or follow us on Twitter, go to garethjones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. I was going to say, I was in LA once and, uh, and I left my phone on by mistake. It rang at three in the morning from someone that I actually very vaguely know, not a really good mate or anything, and he went, oh, hi, sorry, uh, have I woken you? And I went, yeah, I'm in LA actually. Oh, God, it must be in the middle of the night. And I went, yeah. And he went, anyway, listen, so I was just going, I was like, no, there's no oh, anyway. <laughs> there's no anyway on this. I'm going back. Your to... next word should be sorry, goodbye. Yeah, that's correct. It's 3 a.m. Garrett Jones on speed! <laughs>